This week on One Body Stewarding God's Creation, Abe and Jan Fisher, OCIA instructors at Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish in Hayes, talk about their faith journey and what brought them to teach others seeking to come into the Catholic Church. Abe and Jan are being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Cody Marincer. Uh, we have in here uh, for our 10 o'clock hour, um, Abe and Jan Fisher. They have uh, moved back to Hayes from Wisconsin. Is that correct? Okay. And uh, they're... Abe, I have that you taught theology at Marquette, and uh, that is um, the Sacred Heart Seminary. Is that correct? And uh, you were in the permanent diaconate program for the archdiocese. Jan, I have that you were a substitute teacher um, while raising, oh, you guys have three sons. That is awesome. Um, and they are 21, 20, or 22, 21, and 16. And I also have that uh, you guys are the uh, coordinators um, for the OCIA program here at Immaculate Heart of Mary. Did I get all that? I wasn't. In the diaconate program, I was teaching for the for the permanent diaconate program. Okay, I have not uh, gone down that road quite yet. Okay, the, the future may or may not hold, but uh, okay. yeah, Wonderful. really really enjoyed that a lot. Okay, awesome. So, judging by your topic here, our faith journey, um, are both of you converts? One of you? Um, what, what what am I looking at here? Well, so I'm a convert. Okay, I came into the church. Will be 30 years okay. uh, this coming. Easter. Okay. So, yeah. Fantastic. I, yeah. I'm 17. So you're, 17. you're a lot older um, in the faith <laughs> than I am. And probably a lot older in general. <laughs> no, no, not that much. <laughs> and you, sir? I'm a, I'm a cradle Catholic, yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, what? But uh, when, when, Janet, um, when Janet came into the church, we kind of went through RCIA. At that time, it was RCIA rather than OCIA. It used uh-huh. to be called the, the right of Christian initiation of adults, and they've they've recently changed that as they've updated a lot of the uh, a lot of the the terms to make it more literal. They they changed that to the order of Christian initiation of adults. An order is more of a collection of rights instead of a single right. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, at that time it was RCIA, and I, I went through that with Janet as much as I could, and uh, I think we both really learned a ton from it. But yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I also did myself. But um, so I guess what was what's your faith background? So um, what were you um, born and raised with? Um, and uh, then uh, maybe can you give us a little insight into um, how did that process come about for you? Sure, sure. So I was raised in a, a very devout Protestant family. Uh-huh. Um, we always went to church every week. There was never a question of whether we were going to go to church or not. So, and and I, I have a very good background, a very good spiritual background in, you know, my Bible and the faith. And you know, as as everyone does, you know, that is your faith because that's what your parents have given you, or that they have modeled, or that's the example that you follow. So when I went off to college, you know, I was sort of not really searching, but just kind of taking a step back and feeling very comfortable where I was at. And then I met Abe, who was a Catholic, and we started dating. 
And um, things kind of started to get serious between the two of us. And I really had a lot of questions about the Catholic faith. I had a lot of misconceptions and uh, things that I thought were the teachings of the church really weren't the church of the church. And so I had a lot of searching and a lot of questions that I would pepper Abe. And he did, he did a good job of explaining things, but I think in the process, I think he realized too that there were things that maybe he didn't quite know as much as he wanted to know or didn't feel like he could explain some of my answers. So then I decided, you know, I think I want to find out more about the church. And that's when I started into an RCIA program uh, where I was living at the time. And, um, you know, it was very good, but, you know, I must say, I didn't start at the very beginning of the year. I think I started maybe after Christmas or something. And I realized, you know what, I am not ready to come into the church. I don't understand. I don't have uh, answers to my questions yet. So I actually went through RCIA a year and a half before I came in to the church. And um, it was a wonderful uh, learning process. Uh, it was a wonderful, probably one of the best, one of the most important decisions that I made in my life, I think, is becoming a Catholic. Um, so, Jan, you were talking a little bit there about your faith journey. If I could maybe ask you, I know what my sticking points were. Um, if you were to boil it down to maybe one or two, what were the biggest issues for you um, and maybe your misgivings or your misunderstandings about the Catholic faith? Is that a fair question? Oh, yeah, that's fair. You know, I had several, but I think I think some of the, the biggest problems that I had, of course, were the, the saints, uh-huh. uh, praying to the saints. I, in my mind, I, I thought that that was a, a form of worship. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was a serious issue for me. Um, Mary, as our blessed yeah. mother, uh, that was a, an issue. And then just uh, coming into understanding, I think, of the Eucharist and... For a while, I, I, I would go to Mass, and I felt so secluded because I couldn't receive. Yeah. And I totally understand it now. I, I totally understand why mm-hmm. um, you really need to be a part of the community. You need to be a member of the Catholic faith to be able to receive our Lord mm-hmm. in that way. And so um, those are probably the three biggest issues that I had. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, as you say that, I remember very much too. When I, the Eucharist was a big one for me, um, but that's what, that's what in effect drew me in. And then I remember when I when I came to like, okay, uh, I, I really believe this. I remember it before I was baptized. You know, I was, I was going to mass um, with my wife, and I just remember going, "I can't wait to receive," but I know that right now. I'm just dating. I have not married yet. Yes. Um, and so that, that's kind of like what it is, what it was for me at least was, okay, I got to wait and it's going to be okay, but I, I can't wait for that day when I get to, get to have my wedding day for lack of a better way to put it, you know. Where were so, you coming to the Catholic Church from? Um, I was raised what I would consider evangelical. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but enough about me. I want to get back to more of you guys. Um, um, and I think maybe I'd like to break in then to... Um, 
you know, uh, first off, maybe uh, the term apologetics. Um, sometimes people get that wrong. It's not apologizing for your faith. It's being able to explain and defend it. But how did you guys get into that? How did you get into apologetics? How did you get into teaching and things like that? We've heard a little bit um, about your story of where you guys came from. How do we now understand your story from where it went from there? For me, that goes back pretty far, back at least to my freshman year of college. When, uh, I mean, I was, I was catechized, but uh, not, not deeply knowledgeable about, about yeah. the faith. And I, for some reason, was it just the target of attacks against Catholicism from many directions that freshman year in college. And I, uh, I knew what they were saying was wrong. I knew enough about my faith to know that, but I didn't know how to refute it. And, and that really bothered me. And, but I kind of put it on the back burner until Janet and I started dating. And then all of a sudden it became very important. We had seen some other people, friends that we knew that had a, a mixed faith marriage and the struggles that that had caused. And we, we really were determined to avoid that. And so, you know, getting the answers to some of those questions and getting, getting to the truth of some of those issues became very important. And then after we got married, we moved back to McDonald, and we we started uh, attending St. John Nepomucene out by Beardsley, and and ran into some friends that were on fire for the faith, and were investigating apologetics. They kind of turned turned us on to that, and I started reading, and just kind of was hooked from uh-huh. the beginning. I, I started reading this big thick book one night and finished it about breakfast time the next morning. I just, was, <laughs> I just got so fired up about it. and So after a while, I, I had read quite a bit in apologetics, and it, and it seemed kind of like you know, this side would say one thing and that side would say the other thing, and neither one was really listening to each other that much, and I wanted to get you know a little bit more theory, a little more behind it. Okay. Went to grad school. And uh, Jan, did you have anything to really kind of add to that as to um, your journey? And yeah, I mean, we know you came into the church, um, but then what did it look like for you kind of, all right, I want to know even more past what, what, what was RCIA? Oh, absolutely. So I think uh, as a new Catholic, especially, you know, there's just so much about our Catholic faith that is so full and rich. I mean, you just can't learn it all. Yeah. Um, it's a lifelong process. And there's things that I know we'll still be learning if we live to be 85, we'll still be learning things about the faith. But, um, you know, the apologetics, I, I loved the conversion stories. And we listened a lot to Scott Hahn and his conversion story yeah. and a lot of Surprised by Truth with Patrick Madrid, a big fan of his. You know, just uh, Tim Staples is another that really was on fire. And, you know, I just think learning and and listening and and we had small face sharing groups at our church and that was a really good way of sharing our faith and diving a little bit deeper and you know, hey, I read this article. Have you read this one? And you know, we pass things around, and it just really kept our faith growing. Absolutely, and I think that's part of the process is not being a not being afraid to do like you said, just to one of your friends. Hey, have you read this? You know, um, and then also one of the things that I've learned through apologetics is um, there's nothing that Scripture has to say that will ever 
refute a Catholic teaching because mm -hmm. Scripture is from Catholicism. Christ gave us his church, the church gave us um, his word. Um, mm -hmm. And so that, that's another beautiful thing is sometimes I think people are hesitant to get into it, you know, or to look into it because it's like, what am I going to find? It, you shouldn't be hesitant. You shouldn't worry because truth cannot refute truth. And therefore, um, it, you're just going to find yourself, um, even if you may find a difficulty, just continue going on because we are I don't remember who said it, but we're standing on the shoulders of giants. There's a lot of people out there who already did the work for us. We just got to be willing to research it. I think that's a, that's a great point. And, you know, a lot of a lot of people on, on both sides of this issue, Catholic or non-Catholic, are very afraid to get into the conversation because they're more concerned with protecting their their own position or yeah. or um, validating that own their own position rather than with an open mind seeking the truth. And yeah. the beautiful thing about Catholicism, St. Thomas Aquinas is a great example of this. If you are sincerely seeking the truth from whatever quadrant it may come, it will lead you to the Catholic Church. Yeah. St. Thomas Aquinas would take on everybody and believe that so and demonstrated that so so beautifully time and time again. And so yeah. Yeah. That's the great the great end of apologetics. Absolutely. It, you, as you said, it used to be called RCIA when I went through it. Now it's called OCIA. So what's the difference? What did, what did, what's the R and the O? And then how did you guys become coordinators for this? Well, yeah, I, I talked about this a minute ago, but the, the R is stands for right of Christian initiation of adults, the rights by which adults inquirers are initiated into the Catholic Church and they've they've changed that to order of Christian initiation of adults just to, to better describe the the process as a series of rights. There's a right of of welcoming, a right of uh, election. I'm not even don't remember what all of them are, but there are a series of rights that initiate one into the church and then culminating in in the sacraments on on the Easter vigil. Gotcha. Um, and and so that's part of it to better describe it, and the other part is is just to try to better uh, translation of the original um, Latin that you know uh, formed the rites. I don't think okay. the process has changed. The yeah, process the process is still really the same, but the name has changed. Yeah, good. Thank you. That's a good <laughs> clarification, yeah. so that people don't like, what is going on? Yes, yeah. very good. It's just to help us to um, be more clear on what is actually going on and yeah. to bring people to the faith. So, mm -hmm. okay. So, how did you guys then get involved in in? Uh, I guess you know this would be kind of like a uh, secondary vocation into answering God's call of like, <laughs> hey, maybe you should go do this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what did that look like? We've been really looking for for ways just to uh, get involved in the faith community here in Hay since we moved here, okay. and and joined uh, Immaculate Heart, and we've been trying to trying to get a little bit more involved in the parish. And uh, me specifically, I've been wanting to um, keep one foot one foot in the world of theology as well as as my other professional obligations. And so, when Sister uh, Bev, that was was directing the our CIA program was reassigned and, and left the parish. Um, Father Nick asked if we'd be willing to to teach in it, and um, we're not really. You had us down as coordinators. I think that's more 
Jackie's role. At least okay. I, I hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're pretty much uh, preparing and, and teaching the lessons, but uh, we leave a lot of the details to someone more qualified for that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so maybe yeah. the teachers of it, then you facilitate the teaching of it. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, I must we say, so we are part of a team. So yeah. there's mm-hmm. seven of us on the oh, team. Oh, wonderful. And um, it's, it's, we have an amazing group of people that we work together with um, because I think that we've all come from different backgrounds. We're all at different places in our spiritual journey. And, you know, some are converts, some are uh, cradle Catholics. And we all kind of bring a really unique vibe to the program, I think. And, um, so it's not just all us. It's just right. we, we try to work together and share our faith. Okay, wonderful. Now, yeah, Abe, you were saying that Father kind of approached you guys and said, hey, you think you want to be, uh, maybe help do this? What, give me your honest. When he first asked you, what was your initial reaction to that? I, I was excited for, for several reasons. I mean, I had already had some conversations with Sister Bev before she left, so it wasn't, a, it wasn't an out of left field kind of thing. I, I was... I'm uh, thinking that that might happen, and it was, I love the program, uh-huh. and, and it's just, it's, I have to say, it's just, it's great for us spiritually, and it's all kinds of fun <laughs> for a theology geek like me to just go back through and, and review the, <laughs> the beauty and the glory of the Catholic faith systematically, you know, from start to finish, and, you know, we can't, we can't really do that justice at all but but we can we can do the tip of the iceberg anyway and it's just it's just a great refresher and uh, a great project for janet and i to do together you know something that we can work on together and and do together which is always a lot of fun Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that um, I'm somebody who's you know sitting there thinking uh, maybe I want to know more about the Catholic faith. I walk into OCIA. What is my time there going to be like? What, what's it going to look like? What would you guys say to that? Well, so it's it's structured that uh, we meet every Tuesday evening for okay. an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and we we are structured to meet every week until. Easter. Mm-hmm. So it, it is a commitment, but it is it's just like trying to take a drink from a fire hose. There's just <laughs> so much that we want to uh, talk about each week. And we feel so limited, like we just are barely scratching the surface yeah. um, on the topics that we're covering. But, um, you know, we, we try to break things up a little bit. We have a saint of the week. Uh-huh. And so we talk about uh, our saints and what wonderful examples that they are. We give a little bit of background of their life, how they became a saint, you know, uh, saint uh, things that they are known for. We have prayer. We do usually some sort of video presentation, little clips here and there to try to break up just, you know, lecture. <laughs> but um, so and it, like like tonight we're trying to cover so many topics because okay. we want to talk about Advent. We want to talk about the liturgical calendar. We're, the, the topic for tonight is the Pope and the Magisterium. So, uh, you know, just trying to fit all these things that we want to, to do in an hour and a half. It's, it's tough. Yeah. But that's kind of what it looks like. Okay. As, a, as an inquirer who's, who's coming, 
just just to kind of give you a, an idea in general, we're trying to present in, like I said, some sort of systematic way the faith, the Catholic faith. And, and we kind of adjust it to whether this person has come from another faith, has been baptized in another Christian denomination, or if they're if they're uh, coming starting from scratch, you know whether we talk about specifically what's different, what's unique about the Catholic faith as opposed to other Christian denominations, or if we just talk about faith in the in the God of Jesus Christ and and all of that, who God is, he reaches out to us in Revelation, how we receive that revelation, the church, the sacraments. All of these things that kind of give you, and and you know it's a, it's a beginning. It's it's a it's a foundation. This is this is the rite of initiation into the church. It's not it's not the end. It's the beginning. It's an initiation, and and it's just you know we try to give them a firm foundation to build on over seventeen years or thirty years or whatever it may be. <laughs> Absolutely, and I thank you for that because I think that's a good thing to remember. If you're listening today um, and you're not Catholic, it is it's good to remember that this program is there for you to go and ask your question, <laughs> to go and learn. Because um, Jan, just like you, I had a lot of misunderstandings or misgivings towards the Catholic Church. Um, and mine weren't, um, I can't really say that like it was caused because of my family teaching me or anything like that. I, I think it's just kind of, our, we pick it up through society. It's just societal, you know, the things going on around us. And, and obviously, yes, the church that we're in, um, it may not be specifically anti-Catholic or anything like that, but definitely there are going to be some things that they're teaching that are different. And if we don't, if, if we're never approached by somebody who's Catholic, then how are we going to know? And so I would say even very much so, even if a person is listening and you're like, well, I, I don't really want to join the church, it's okay. This is that program where if you're just like, but maybe some of the things that I have learned about the church aren't correct. This is a great place to go and then say, um, you know, learn from people like you guys, um, especially Catholic nerds. <laughs> like, we love talking about this stuff. So sometimes, yeah, you may need to be like, okay, that's enough. Like you said, all right, okay, turn the fire hose off. Yeah. <laughs> um, just give me a drink out of a cup for a little bit. But yeah, that, that's wonderful um, to be reminded of. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. We'll be right back with more with Abe and Jan Fisher on on their faith journey. We're back on One Body Stewarding God's Creation. Our faith journey. with Abe and Jan Fisher. Cody Marincer conducts the interview. So I want to get back to um, Abe and Jan Fisher. on your journeys through the faith and your journeys as OCIA teachers. I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball here, maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Can I just follow up on, on your comment right before the break there a little bit? Absolutely. I thought that was a, was a great point that you can go 
all the way through RCIA without any obligation to join the church if that's where you're at. Just, yep. just investigating and looking at that and getting it from the horse's mouth. Yes. Arch- Archbishop Fulton Sheen said there are millions of people who hate what they mistakenly think the Catholic Church to be, but there's yes. very, very few who hate what the Catholic Church actually is. There's so much misinformation, and it's sometimes great just to come in and get it from the horse's mouth and then decide if this is for you or not. Yes, that is so good, and that's what we ought to all do is um, if I'm going to critique somebody's position, I probably ought to find out what really their position is. And Very good. So I, I'll throw this one at you. Um, this isn't one of the questions that we've preloaded or anything like that, but just kind of wondering, so how have you guys seen the Holy Spirit at work in the OCIA program? Is that, is that a question that... Um, is fair enough to ask. Sure. You know, I think, I from my experience, you know, of my own journey, um, definitely the the Holy Spirit was working, um, just in the questions I think that would come in, like the the people's minds. They, we would work together as a group. We would pray together. Um, I think the Holy Spirit was working through the sponsors and the people who are running the, the program that I was in. Um, it was very obvious that it was very spirit-filled. And, um, you know, I, I, I think as a, a person who is inquiring about the faith, you have to open yourself up to that spirit and you have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. You know, uh, and and he will, uh, and and it might be a different path than where you thought that you were gonna you were gonna end. So um, that's my experience of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we're we're a little uh, early in the process here in, in our program with Hayes. This <laughs> okay. is our first our first group, and we're just uh, okay. I guess we're longer than I think. We're a couple of months in, um, you know, and it and it goes back to that. Seeking the truth. If you're if you're seeking the truth, the Holy Spirit will show it to you. Will will bring it to you. And um, I think I think our a lot of people are still in the uh, in the stage of listening and and inquiring and and learning. Um, but you see you see uh, you see small transformations from from week to week, and the big transformations will come later. Yeah, our experience is probably more personal than. Mm-hmm. Than with okay. inquirers at this point. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I teach over at TMP, um, and so I, I know that when I when I try to get up into the classroom, I mess it up. When I let the Holy Spirit get in front of the classroom, it's amazing. Like you said, Jan, you have no idea where that day is going to end, and sometimes that's beautiful. So. You know, in your experience that you guys have already had, looking at some of the classes, you know, it is a class, you know, because we do have to structure it in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even found that um, if you just come in and you go, all right, what do you guys want to know about? Mm -hmm. Usually it's crickets, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, and so you at least have to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe where what are some of the beautiful fruits that you've seen already? You kind of mentioned that um, that you've seen a little bit of some movement. Um, Can you guys maybe expand on that a little bit? Like what are some of the fruits you've already seen come from that? Well, I was going to say we had, we've had several who have come in and out and we had one that, uh, one person that came through that isn't able to continue at this point. 
but um, I think this person uh, was really came with a lot of of uh, questions and trying to discern what is the truth. One hearing one faith say, "Oh yes, this is this is what you need to do to be saved," and then having another church also say, "Well, no, this is what you need to do to be saved." They both can't be right. Yeah, you know where is that truth? And you know the fact that this person was wrestling, and I think that was the cool thing um, to see is, hey, you know, they really are questioning and they're digging deep. And, and this, is, this is something that they're working through. And the spirit is, is doing that, whether maybe they realize it or not. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> we did see that, you know, with the first couple of sessions. I think oftentimes that's, that's our role is to put them on that path put those questions in there and, and start the wrestling match and then let the Holy Spirit take over from there. And I think in other, in other cases, people come to RCIA maybe without a lot of questions or without, an, without enough knowledge to ask these deep questions. And so part of our role is to implant those, you know, to have some, we've had some discussion sessions where we didn't get a lot of uh, response but you could just kind of see them really churning, really, you know, wrestling with this. And so I think as they leave and they continue to wrestle with this and pray with it, that kind of opens up that space for the Holy Spirit to work and to bring about a conversion. That uh, isn't, That's not our job, thankfully. Yeah, that's, that's, absolutely. <laughs> We're planting the seeds. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, Jan, you said something that um, reminded me, you know, I, I, I was thinking when you were talking about wrestling with it, thinking about the story of Jacob wrestling with the angel of God, you know, exactly like you were saying, like, who are you? He just wants mm -hmm. to know. Give me your name. Tell me who you are. I mean, that, that is. That's, um, if, if, if somebody out there is listening and you've got that tugging on your heart, don't, don't let go. Uh, you know, keep wrestling with it. But also, yeah, go, go to the place where you can do the proper wrestling, yeah. you know. Go to those who can um, give you the correct form, you know, mm -hmm. give you the understanding of what it is um, and, and help you then to get those answers. But then also, it's kind of like students. Some of them, don't be afraid to ask the questions. This is what I see in class is you will have people like me who were very, I didn't want to ask questions in school. I didn't want to answer questions. But then you may have five other people who are the exact same way mm -hmm. and they have the same question. Don't be afraid to look stupid mm -hmm. is what I would say. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Like, Yeah, and, and I understand you have to work with human nature, not against it, you know, and I understand some people are just very, very afraid mm -hmm. to ask that question. So we try to you know, invite them to, to write their questions down and give them to us oh, great. or to email us, you know, so that we can address them maybe even anonymously in the next week's lesson or whatever, um, or, or, you know, come to us after class and just sit down and we'll answer questions. You're, we're more than happy to do that. Like you said, this is our favorite topic. We like to talk about it. Yes. So, you know, there are other ways, there are other ways around that. But what I was saying earlier was that, you know, when you come to a new topic, if it's very new, you have to go a ways into it and, and get some get some instruction, get some knowledge maybe before you even know enough to formulate a question or know what questions yes. you have to ask. And so I think sometimes that's where people are coming from and and part of our job is to plant those those earworms, those things that tug at you that questions that you need answered. 
Absolutely. So if you're feeling lost, don't worry. Yeah. Keep wrestling. We used to, when we lived in in, in uh, Milwaukee and earlier than that, even up in Minnesota, we like to listen to uh, Garrison Keillor on uh, uh, Prairie Home Companion. And one of his things was uh, Guy Noir, this private eye who was so always seeking, seeking the answers to life's persistent questions. And I think that's what we're about. We're giving you, we're giving you those answers to life's persistent questions. That's, that's one thing the Catholic Church can do. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, through the OCIA um, process, what are some things that you guys have personally benefited from? So, you know, what are some fruits that you have personally seen for yourselves? Well, I think this has been a great thing for us to do together. And it's, it's a topic that, that we love, and so it's something that we share, and so we enjoy the time that we spend in our preparations. But I think, as with teachers, you know, teaching anything, you have to really spend a lot of time knowing your topic before you can teach others. And I think that's, that's what we're doing, too. It's, it may not be anything new, but it's just, reestablishing those things in your mind. It's like, oh yeah, that's right. I've heard that before and that's really important and we really want to share this with the class. You know, I often think if I could have a superpower, mine would be to remember everything that I've read. <laughs> because <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I don't. And it's like, um, there's so many things that I'll be reading like, oh yeah, I remember that. And um, it's just a refresher of building our faith, you know, uh, it's a bit of a fruit for me anyway. Absolutely. So. Well, I, I would agree. It, it's, just, it's just fun, exciting for me to go back and take, take sort of a bird's eye view of, of the faith and, and see again how it all fits together, how it all, you know, supports one part supports another part, and it's all systematically sound. And I think I think that's another thing that's kind of unique about the Catholic faith. A lot of faiths have a, a struggle in one or another area of that. But, you know, I spent a long time, 10, 12 years in graduate theology studies, and I still, as I read through the catechism in preparing a lesson, I, I'm just blown away by the... The beauty of it, the, the simplicity of it, and the clarity of it, and you know the wisdom that's there. I still gain, I still gain fruits from it, and so that's been a that's been a great blessing. But also, just the time that we have spent together, focused on our faith and growing in our faith as a couple, has been a huge blessing. Yeah, as you talk about the, the catechism, uh, something I have to laugh a little bit about here is um, Dr. Brant Petrie does a, a great presentation on Jesus and the Jewish roots of the Eucharist. And he actually talks about how, kind of like you were saying, he, he was, um, you know, this, he's, he's brilliant first, by the way. You know, he, I think he, um, I don't know that he can speak, but he, he knows Greek. Um, he can read Greek. He can read Hebrew. Um, and so he can read the scriptures in their original text, you know. And, and so he was actually going through the Lord's Prayer 
Um, and he was like, oh my goodness, he made this huge breakthrough <laughs> that the um, when we pray for our daily bread, it actually, the, the correct translation is that we're praying for this supernatural bread, this super mm-hmm. substantial bread. And he's like, holy cow, I just made this huge breakthrough. And he, and he thought like, um, I'm going to write papers and I'm going to get uh, 10 years, what he said, and stuff like that. Um, and then he said, then he goes on and he goes, and then I was reading the catechism. <laughs> and he said, and it's right there. <laughs> um, and that kind of does go back to it like, oh, my goodness. Sometimes, yeah, we maybe we're frustrated or we're like, holy cow, you know, why this doesn't seem right. How, you know, the church really teaches this or something like that. Whereas if we would just go to the source of those who have come before us and who have actually like struggled with this for 2000 years, there've been great thinkers in the church. I'm going to say, especially of me, it's pretty prideful of me to be like, there's never been anybody smarter than me at this point that has never thought of this question before, (laughs) you know? Yeah, it's a little frustrating as a scholar trying to come up with original yeah, exactly. insights. <laughs> because but of that, that. that's something that I try to point out to our inquirers that I love about the catechism. If you look, and, and of course, you know, I'm, I'm a researcher, so I, I look at the footnotes. I read the footnotes at the bottom of the page. A lot of oh, people man, try to skip over so that. Oh, much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you look at that in the catechism, and, and there's 2,000 years of wisdom right there. There's quotes from the church fathers, from the councils, from the... Of course, lots and lots of quotes from Scripture, but doctors of the church throughout the years, you, you can just see and almost feel this this long, expansive history of of wisdom and of thinkers there in the in the margins of the catechism. If you guys both were to pick out one thing, what would be your favorite thing to teach on? Your favorite teaching of the church. Oh, Abe's already got it. Look at that. Go he's he's kind of staring Jan down. I got mine. <laughs> well, for me, it's for me, it's the church. It's ecclesiology, the theology of the church. That was that was my my area of study uh, in the doctoral program. The church and the sacraments. Okay. And and just the doctrine of revelation. But yeah, I've always I've always loved the church, even from from a young a young boy. I've loved the church, and it really bothered me when people would say something against it. I felt like I wanted to defend it. I guess maybe that's part of what pushed me into apologetics, too. But I still I still marvel at the mystery of the church. Absolutely. You know, I, um, just to go off that point really quick is um, that that's another thing um, that I think can draw people to the truth is authority. If we all go back to, and this I think is kind of your wheelhouse then is, you know, if we go back to where is the authority, none of us have authority just because we claim it, you know, it has to come from Christ. Well, if Christ did institute a church, we actually get that from scripture. I mean, it does make sense, at least to me. Um, And obviously I'm now biased, um, but I did see it from the outside, just like you, Jan, coming into it. It makes sense to me that um, Jesus is smart enough to go, okay, as human beings, they could mess this up, right? So I need to give them a guide. So that's what makes sense to me is if, if I always go back to authority and go, where is Christ's authority today? Because I don't think personally that he would just leave us without any authority or just with, just with a book you know, which didn't exist in the first few centuries anyway, um, you know, and, and I know that leads us down a whole big topic, but that is, yeah, I agree with you. That's, that's a good one is go to authority. Where is Christ's authority today? If it is just a book, there's lots of us who may get that wrong. 
but if it is that he instituted a church that is leading us through the teachings that are in that book, then I think we can understand, okay, maybe I know where to go. Um, Jan, what about you? Well, I think you should come tonight and help teach our class because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> I, love, I love talking just like yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was, there's just a lot about the church that I really love. I really love the liturgy, you know, and I was just talking with you about this this morning. I just love how, you know, maybe the, the whole process of it, you know, the liturgical calendar. I love how it's so incredibly logical and it's, it's precise and it lays out exactly the the how we're going to celebrate mass in our in our churches and I love that I love the music I love you know the smells and bells of of our church I love the sacraments and you know that was something that was missing from my experience as a pre-catholic you know we only had two sacraments and so I love the fact that there are seven and so many different ways that God can give us grace. So um, oh, that's kind of what I would, would say. Yeah, I would agree. There's, um, I don't remember who it was. Maybe you guys can help me. There was a convert who came to the Catholic Church actually because of beauty, because they went to a lot of the cathedrals mm -hmm. and things like that. And what, what happened to them is they walked in and they said, if Catholics got it wrong, how did they get beauty so bright? Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and I, yeah, I don't remember who it was, but that was their their start in their journey. You know, it wasn't they came to it just because of that. But that, and I would agree. I, I'm much like you. I love the organ. I I really love incense. Uh, <laughs> in fact, it frustrates me when um, Father puts some incense in there and you don't see the smoke. I'm like, I want to see the smoke, <laughs> you know. And so I agree. I I I really love the traditions um, that are there. Um, that um, and if you back all the way back up to Judaism, you know, um, one of the things that I like to put out to people is you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You know, some people have heard that. When I tell that to students now, they're like, What the heck are you talking about, right? Um, but yeah, that's, there are older brothers and sisters in faith. So Christianity grew out of Judaism. We didn't just go, Christ didn't step on the scene and go, starting something brand new here. Mm -hmm. So we should love our history. We should love the traditions that um, are given to us, uh, you know. Um, and, and so I, I, I agree. I think that's such a beautiful thing. I was kind of anti-Catholic. Like I said, not because of family or anything like that. Just I, I just guess that's what I picked up from society. And so I actually went into some of my questions like I, I wanted them to be get you moments, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and and um, they got me <laughs> um, first. I didn't realize the priest I was dealing with. Very intelligent man. <laughs> um, and so my fastballs were not very fast to him. <laughs> um, and so he smashed him out of the park. Um, so maybe in closing, Jan, um, did you have any moments like that where you were kind of like more pushing back and then like, uh oh, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you know, and it would be so frustrating to me just because of dealing with such lifelong misconceptions. It's mm -hmm. totally changing the way you look at things at a different lens. And yeah, absolutely. I, I was one that would come to class and I, I had a list of questions mm -hmm. and I was peppering, you know, and they slowly could, you know, answer those things for me. And yeah, it took, it took a while, but 
Yeah, I definitely was was that. And I would say Abe and I would prefer to have people come to our classes and pepper us with questions yeah. because then we know there is something there yep. that's working deep in their in their hearts and their souls that they're they're trying to figure out and mm-hmm. I think that's healthy. I think it's mm-hmm. a healthy way of finding your faith. Yep, and just like you guys probably experienced this, just when I think I've heard every question, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true, but as you were saying a while ago, I mean, I think there's, there's new questions that come up, but I don't think that there's too much that doesn't have an answer. Yeah. After 2,000 years of very smart people thinking, thinking through this, and you think you come up with a question that's... that's um, you know, unanswerable. Well, probably it's not. Yeah. And it may be it may be a situation where you know, it's it's not perfectly clear and satisfying at at the moment. But after you sit with it and pray with it for a while, it the Holy Spirit works and it and it kind of starts to clarify for you. Yeah. Um, but there yeah. is an answer. <laughs> yeah, and I would agree that sometimes also I think that we need to move ourselves to a point of going, okay, is this a salvation matter? Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the questions I can't answer are on angels. Um, I know some, and I know what I know, and I need to get better at it. But some of it, we just don't know. Some mm-hmm. of it is still a mystery, uh, you know. And so, yeah, if it's questions like that, we're like, oh, okay, I don't have to know the answers to this right. mm-hmm. to know the truth of the faith, you know. Yeah. Um, we have to be comfortable with that, too, and, and comfortable in our own skin. So, mm-hmm. okay, we have about three minutes left. What words of wisdom do you guys want to impart upon us within these last few moments? What would you guys say? I don't know if these are words of wisdom, but one thing that I just was thinking I'd like to say for people who are listening and maybe thinking about this, or maybe today they stumbled upon Catholic Radio and this has jogged something in them, it's certainly not too late to come and join us. You know, come talk to, uh, come talk to Jackie Brown, the Immaculate Heart, and uh, you know, we'll do what we can to catch you up. Or like Janet, if you come through and, and you learn a little bit and you're not ready to make a commitment yet, you can finish that up, you know, next year. But if there's something, if you're curious or just want to know more about it, by all means, uh, it's not too late to come and join us. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think, too, that as Catholics, we we are called to know our faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that not only is it for those who are wanting to join the church, but just we, we need to understand and know our faith well enough to explain it to somebody else. Yep. And even if you want to come sit in and you are Catholic and you want to just like, uh, you know, go a little, dive a little deeper, we would welcome that too. Mm-hmm. Um, Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate you guys' time. We thank you um, for uh, sharing your life with us, your ministry. Uh, we pray for your ministry. Um, know that uh, you guys pray for us also. And then um, I think that gives us a chance to um, close this hour um, for um, a prayer for an increase in faith. And um, this is by Mother Angelica. So um, if everybody would join me in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, increase my faith. I want so much to have the kind of faith that moves mountains. I want to believe with such intensity that only a thin veil separates me from seeing you face to face. I want to see the Father's will and providence in everything that happens. You had such a serene confidence in the Father's guiding hand as it manifested his will in the circumstances of life. Give me that gift, Lord and Master that I too may have the joy of beholding the divine presence in everything that happens to me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. 
Thanks for tuning in to One Body Stewarding God's Creation. This year, Divine Mercy Radio is celebrating Mother Angelica, and so we will end this show with a quote from Mother. This quote is titled, The Purpose of Christianity. The Father wants to look down and see His image on your soul. That is the purpose of Christianity. Thank you, Mother Angelica. Please pray for us. You're listening to the network of stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear His voice, harden not your hearts.